Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 3, Karma Yoga, Yoga of Action. In chapter 2, Bhagavan had given us indication about who we are in the core of our being. That the self that I think I am is not the self, but myself is imperishable, everlasting, all-knowing, and ever-blissful. Now, it is contrary to my own experience. So, it becomes a hypothesis for me. It's not my knowledge right now that the self is all-pervading, everlasting, ever-blissful. My life is completely contrary to that. So Bhagavan says that's because of your ignorance about yourself. So once I remove that ignorance, then I should be able to know the knowledge. That's basically our hypothesis right now. But my effort to know that is not very fruitful so far. So we have to accept that there is a limitation for me to know. Even all Western scholars and philosophers have come to the conclusion that there is a limit for the rational thinking to get knowledge. Immanuel Kant said, I have to limit my reasoning to make room for faith that there is God or there is a creator of this universe. And you can postulate a theory, but it does not become my knowledge. You have to rely on faith. Our scriptures say you don't really have to rely on just faith but you can experience that if you follow a certain path. Then you will be able to know this. In fact, our scripture says it is your birthright to know this knowledge. And you will know that when not guaranteed. So you have to make efforts. Efforts means activity. And activity, as we know, has its own limitation. So in the beginning of this chapter, having been taught by Bhagwan. Your right is only to act, never the fruits of actions, and therefore yogastha kuru karmani. Establish yourself in yoga and then do your actions. And you shall come to know this knowledge. But Arjuna obviously was not convinced that this activity is going to get me anywhere. So obviously he asked that question. If you think that I have to establish myself in yoga, which is basically sit down, meditate, and become a yogi, then why are you asking me to engage in this war? Which is a terrible act. Why don't you tell me the act and can lead me to a greater understanding? So Bhagavan basically clarifies that In this world, the two paths are created right from the beginning. Gnana Yogena Sankhyanam, Karma Yogena Yogena. For people with the Sankhya Buddhi, for the contemplative intellect, for them it is Gnana Yoga. To contemplate on this fact that I am not this body, I am not this mind, I am not this intellect, then who I am is basically Gnana Yoga. And Karma Yogena Yogena, those who are active in this life, 
for them karma yoga so basically bhagwan transformed karma into karma yoga and we have seen the bhagwan has given five pointers two we got in chapter 2 you should not have the fruit in your mind as the goal for your action in establishing the yoga perform your all action the bhagwan said there are two parts but for you karma yoga is good where you are in the station of your life karma yoga will be much better there are three paths we typically talk about karma yoga gnana yoga and bhakti yoga karma and gnana i have control over at least i can make my efforts in them bhakti i can only get by god's grace to fall in love is not something in my hand when you fall in there is no choice in love bhakti is love for divine and it is choiceless it only comes by the grace of god therefore bhagwan said start with karma yoga that karma yoga will lead you to knowledge about god so we have seen the bhagwan said activity is involuntary for all beings na kasthit tanam api jato tishtatiya karma krut but you should act in this world by controlling your senses and without any attachment how do we do this so bhagwan said when the prajapati created this praja he also created yagna at the same time to sustain this praja the yagna was created so we worry about our children how would they sustain themselves when we are not there so we have to make them independent how do you make them independent give them education by this education you shall earn your living so focus on your education well, that's how we do as parents bhagwan said prajapati did something similar prajapati created yagna cooperative activity where you work with the nature this cooperation between the beings and nature will yield results which will sustain this praja so then we have seen a cycle in this prakriti annad bhavati bhutani prajanyat anna sambhava and in the end say karma brahmodbhava vidhi that the unit of this cycle is action all that is happening in this prakriti is happening because of activity in the prakriti and this activity is only possible at an individual level at an individual level if we act then the activity becomes a communal activity a national activity a global activity but at an individual level you have to act then bhagwan said this ability to act comes from the brahman the supreme consciousness which is functioning through you as long as i'm alive i can act so bhagwan said know that this activity is based in your consciousness and therefore you continue activity without any attachment because activity is to acquire something i don't have and preserve what i have but if i come to a conclusion that i have acquired everything i want should i continue to act bhagwan said yes for the loka sangra for the preservation of the community of the society of this universe you have to continue working but what i do that look i have nothing to gain but i continue to work if i don't act or work then there will be a chaos in this cosmos to avoid this chaos the sankarasya ch kartasyam i will become the cause for this chaos in this world and therefore i continue to work and then he comes to his final advice in verse 30 when he says mai sarvani karmani sanyasya adhyatma chetasa 
निराशी निर्मम भूत्वा युद्धस्व विगत ज्वरा यू ऑफर ऑल योर एक्शंस टू मी इन दिस वन वर्ड्स भगवान इज गिवन इज ए कंप्लीट मेथड ऑफ कर्म योगा एक्ट यू मस्ट बट एक्ट इन अ मैनर ऑफ कर्म योगा वॉट इज कर्म योगा इज इट वेन यू एक्ट विद दर एटीट्यूड दैट आई एम ऑफरिंग ऑल माई एक्शंस टू द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड because we have seen in that natural cycle that activity at my level is only possible because i am a conscious being i am a living being that life in me that consciousness in me is not different than the consciousness which is all pervading therefore i should offer all my activities to that supreme consciousness nirasi nirmamo bhatva without any desire for a particular result from my actions and nirmama not thinking anything is mine even this ability to act is not my own this ability to act is god's gift to me i did not do much to prepare that this type of body i will have or this type of mind i will have or this type of intellect i will have all well, this was given to me as my instrument and i am now just using them if i have a better equipment than some other person it's not something that i have done something in this life at least so bhagwan said nirasi nirmamo bhutva you become desireless and without any sense of agency that this is mine therefore you should act according to your own dharma whatever wherever you are whatever the station you are at in your life you should act according to that because you don't really have any choice but to act according to that i can't suddenly wake up one morning and say i really don't want to act as an architect anymore you know it's too much you know this business is not doing well for me i'm going to become something else well i don't really have any ability to change right away so bhagwan said swadharmam nidanam shreyaha para dharmo bhayavaha you act according to your own dharma according to your own prakriti because to act like someone else is very dangerous it may seem easy right now it may seem glamorous right now but because it is not your nature you will fail eventually and you will not make any progress so therefore i said even a wise person is also bound by his own prakriti when a wise person is not free from his own nature he also acts according to his own nature except that he does not consider that as his own nature he consider this the nature of my body mind and intellect i offer all that i do to the lord who is making me do that you are bound by the prakriti because you are part of prakriti your prakriti is basically who you are at this point and therefore know your nature and act accordingly in arjuna's case he said you are a kshatriya you are a prince who is responsible to protect others and now you are in front of this enemy army your job is to fight this war same thing that whatever station of life i am in i should act accordingly prakriti works by likes and dislikes so i have created the likes and dislikes by my experiences in the world of objects some experiences i like some i didn't these likes and dislikes reside in my senses in my sense perception sense perception were pleasurable i liked it 
perception was painful i didn't like it they are your obstructions and therefore avoid them if that is the case just tell me what is that force which makes people commit sins against their own will knowing this is not right i commit that act and then i come to suffer so bhagwan said kama esha krodha esha in the end it came down to my likes and dislikes are the root cause of how i act if i overcome my likes and dislikes then it will be much easier for me to act in a rational manner why i not been able to do that is it because of the kama and krodha this likes and dislikes create desire the desire creates anger this kama is the root cause of all my problems so bhagwan said therefore consider them to be your enemies this desire and anger are veiling my true nature we start our journey from i do not know my true self and therefore all my problems in life if i know my true self i'll be almighty all pervading omniscient omnipresent i have no problem but that knowledge has been veiled by this kama and krodha therefore bhagwan said avrutam gnanam etena now this gnana is the gnana of myself avrutam gnanam etena gnanino nitya vairina by this enemy this knowledge is veiled from even a wise person kama rupena kaunteya duspurena analena cha kama desire it is insatiable like a fire and therefore bhagwan says indriyani manobuddhihi asya adhisthanam uchyate if there is an enemy i have to find his location the location of my enemy is indriyani manah buddhihi senses mind and intellect are this desires residences i identified where this desire resides etehi vimohyati esah gnanam avrutya dehina it deludes the embodied by veiling his wisdom a simple fact bhagwan said is this desire is veiling your wisdom about your own self and therefore this desire is your enemy the desire is residing in your senses first by the sense perception this perception creates the conception of that object and then i have a desire to acquire that object if i can't acquire the object of my desire then i'm angry this desire and anger is veiling your true self and therefore tasmat indriyani ado niyamya bharata sabha don't let this enemy come into your house once it enters your house you are in trouble therefore you have to lock your doors have a security system all of that because you don't keep your doors open then invite a burglar and then call police no no first to protect your house so the indriyani ado from the beginning indriyani ado niyamya control your senses from the beginning o bharatarsabha papmanam prajahihi enam because it is sinful the sinful thing is your desire kill it gnanam vignanam nashanam because it is destroying the knowledge and wisdom the knowledge is given to me in chapter 2 bhagwan already gave me the knowledge the scriptures have given this knowledge the knowledge is eternal from generations of generations of teachers who come and say this is who you are you are not this limited being the one who is suffering is not you 
body is suffering mind is suffering intellect is, but you are not suffering you as the body has all the problems you as the mind has all the problems you as the intellect has all the limitation but you as you has no limitations or bhagwan said this is destroyed by this enemy which is in the form of kama and krodha and therefore bhagwan said that right from the beginning destroy this enemy don't let this enemy come into your house your house through from the senses the senses are the ones which are going out and getting this information about the sense objects so then he says how to achieve that so last two verses swami ji says gives us a complete method of meditation so that you can overcome this limitation indriyani parani ahuhu indriya are superior than this body this body is a sense object and obviously senses are subtler than this sense object which is my body so they are greater than this body indriya bih param manaha mind is even subtler means greater higher anything which is subtler is considered higher so mind is subtler and therefore is higher than senses manasastuhu para buddhihi buddhi is greater subtler than mind manastastu para buddhihi yo buddhi paratastu saha and that the atman is greater than the buddhi swamiji points out here that this verse is taken from kathopanishad which say इंद्रियम परम मन मनस उत्तम सत्वादी महानात्मा महतो अवक्तम उत्तम माइंड इज ग्रेटर देन इंद्रिया बुद्धि इज ग्रेटर देन माइंड द ग्रेट सेल्फ यू नो महान आत्मा इज द टोटल माइंड अव्यक्ता तो परपुरुष द अव्यक्ता इज अ मूल प्रकृति इवन ग्रेटर देन देन मूल प्रकृति इज द पुरुष it says that roll your senses into your mind roll your mind into your buddhi and then roll your buddhi into that avyakta and then avyakta into that purusha so this identification that i have with my body which is the grossest that will most selfish way to live if i have an identification with the mind and intellect will i will be thinking about others and then if i can get this identification to the higher level i will be able to identify with the all pervading self so this is a technique right up front in chapter 3 bhagwan gives out and say start thinking about who you are at the highest level and then in the last verse bhagwan gives the prescription evam buddhehe param buddhva sanstabhya atmana atmana jahihi satru mahabaho kamarupam durasadam the goal of meditation bhagwan say is to destroy this enemy which is of the nature of kamarupam of a nature of desire then he also tells him that durasadam it is not easy to do so this enemy is not easy to fight but be prepared you have just started learning bhagavad gita you are in chapter 3 be prepared you have a formidable enemy to fight in form of desire but evam buddhi param buddha knowing him who is superior to intellect and sanstabhya atmana atmana 
know that, that there is something higher than my intellect. And then if I can control my lower self by the higher self, in other words, if my identification moves to the higher self, if my goal becomes to identify the higher self, I'll be able to control my lower self. So in the last two verses, Bhagwan has outlined the goal and a technique of how to achieve it. And with that, we basically conclude chapter 3. If you find this podcast helpful, Please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo